Welcome to the Fused Fitness Formula, where we share information and motivation from people just like you, our coaches, and medical and fitness professionals, so that you can have all the tools you need to create healthy habits that fit into your lifestyle and set you up for success. Hey, FitFam, welcome back to another episode of the Fuse Fitness Formula podcast. Today, Alina and I are going to be talking about how to start a fitness routine. Yeah, so we're going to go through five steps that we think can be really valuable if you're somebody who's trying to either start something new, to start anything at all, get into some sort of rhythm and vibe with your training. Yes. Yes. So let's just dive right into it. What would you say is the first thing people should consider when starting a fitness routine? Okay. So definitely the first thing that's super important, and I think that we can agree on this, is to create a goal. Like know why you're doing it. If you – and think about it, right? We have so many people that come to us and are like, I want to lose weight. Okay. Why do you want to lose weight? Because I'm fat. Okay. Why do you feel fat? you know, like there's, it's deeper than I want to lose weight. You have to get very clear on what the goal is that you're trying to achieve and also why you want to achieve it. Because if you're doing it because your, you know, cousin Sally just dropped 30 pounds and looks great and is just so much more confident, are you really doing it for yourself? Mm, I love that. Yeah. I think being very clear on what you actually want to get out of this and like, it doesn't necessarily even have to be like for most of us, you know, we do want to change our bodies like a certain way, but it doesn't have to be, you know, super, we always say to like have something specific that way you can kind of look back at it, measure, see when you're evaluating if, if you were successful with the thing you're doing. Um, but if you're just trying to like have more energy, feel better when you wake up in the morning, sleep better at night, you know, so starting something basic can definitely be a way for you to, to do that. And I also think as you define your goal and start like establishing, okay, what, what do I actually want to get out of? training or or starting a routine um understand that like you're you're starting something new so just like anything else it's going to be uncomfortable probably it's going to be awkward probably you're going to be a beginner for a little while um and that's not to say that it's going to suck entirely you'll probably start feeling some benefits pretty soon but you know give it a chance like understand like you're going into something new it's going to be a challenge for you no matter what yeah I think that's a good point like I think I think when people first start, it's usually aesthetic because it's Mm. how, like how we look makes us feel a certain way. So all those things that you said, like, even if it's just like getting more energy, and that's also usually a primary goal for a lot of the people we work with too, like feeling more energized, feeling like they can keep up with their life and their lifestyle, but you'll notice those things changing. So if at first, and we'll go into this in one of our later steps, but like if at first you're not, your goals aren't to get better sleep and get more energy just be in tune with why you want to look a certain way too. Like not the way you want to look in particular, but why you want to look that way. Yeah, I agree. And, and like you said before, having that deeper why, um, which I know is kind of like an overplayed thing of like, you know, what's your why, but genuinely like when you are in the thick of it, like you're, you're in your training or you're getting up early to train and you're like, this freaking sucks. You, think about those things, right? You think like, okay, I want to be healthy for my kids. Like I want to be around a while. I want to feel less anxious and be more comfortable and confident in my body. Like you're working toward those types of things that are that like deep root cause of why you're establishing this goal in the first place. Totally. And your why just like definitely grounds you a hundred percent. And in those times when 
because this really is a journey. It's not just a quick fix after a quick fix, which is more like a sprint. Uh, this is a marathon type of thing. If you're really serious about making long-term changes, when you're connected to your why, when those changes aren't happening as immediately as you expect them to, it's just nice to go back to that. Yes, absolutely. Love it. What would you say uh, step number two is, Sarah? Okay, so after creating your goal and kind of establishing what you're trying to accomplish, I think it's always good to do a little bit of reflection and take a look at what has worked for you in the past in terms of like reaching this type of goal and also addressing what hasn't. So really thinking about everything you've done for a lot of us. Um, we've tried different programs. We've tried different kind of quick fix solutions. Maybe we've tried long-term things that did work for us. Like just kind of, you know, think about it. And you could even write these things down and kind of take stock of like, all right, I have this goal I want to reach. These are all the things I've done in the past. Um, Let me think about what actually might have worked because you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, like some of us get into the mindset of like, what's the next hot fitness thing? I should do that because like it's hot and it's going to work for me. The truth is like many times that might not work for you depending on who you are, depending on what that training modality is. Right. Um, Do try to do things that you feel like have either worked for you in the past um, or try to base what you're going to do off of that. Um, And you can also avoid repeating history if you're looking at the things that also didn't work for you. Right. So if you're like, okay, I tried this, like, I don't know, a some sort of program where like they had you on like a cleanse and you were training and it was way too much and you lost some weight up front. Um, then you couldn't keep it off. You're going to say, okay, I probably won't do that again because it obviously didn't work for me. I'm not going to repeat history and feel like I failed myself again. Um, and then I also think in addition to looking at what's worked, what hasn't worked, taking stock, you should actually think about what do you enjoy, right? If you're somebody who, the very thought of running makes you want to crawl in a hole and die. Like you probably shouldn't start a running challenge, right? Mm -hmm. It's like maybe your friend invited you to do this thing and it's, it's kind of exciting because it's a new challenge and there's nothing wrong with challenging yourself, putting yourself in uncomfortable positions. We talk about that all the time, but if you loathe something, don't let it be the first thing you do, right? Like don't do that. It's, it's, it, if it's not meant for you, it's not meant for you. There are so many other things you can be doing. I love that. Um, what's, the, what's the craziest thing that you've tried that if you're thinking about like what's worked before and what hasn't, what's the craziest thing that you've tried? In terms of training? Well, training, nutrition, whatever. Oh, my God. Um, I, I, I feel like I haven't tried that many crazy things, honestly. I feel like I, I'll like start, you know, like I'll, I'll get into like, okay, I'm definitely going like, to go balls to the wall, do this thing. It was probably honestly more than anything, just like doing an aggressive amount of cardio, like at my college gym, um, like running on a treadmill, basically like just like that, because you see the number going up of calories burned and you're like, oh my God, like that, you know, the more calories I burn, like the, the better I'm going to look or some shit. And like, I would just drive myself into the ground. Yeah. And yeah, I, d- yeah. I had no idea, like my running, my movement patterns and everything were totally off. Like I was only making everything worse. I got you. Um, how, how about you? For me, I would say probably the craziest thing I ever did was try to go, I had nothing against vegan, veganism mm-hmm. um, or being vegan, but I tried to go vegan like zero to a hundred, did not do nearly enough research. I actually read a book back when I was in like high school too. And it was uh, 
skinny bitch in the catch and (laughs) (laughs) great title and I was like oh this is gonna be great it's gonna teach me about eating and it was all about the food industry and how just like slaughterhouses and all this Mm. shit and I was like oh my god I cannot eat meat anymore ever again but I did no research on it and I literally just cut meat out of my diet and and not just meat yes I did just meat at first well it didn't really last that long it was seven days and I literally felt like I was gonna pass the f out so I just went downstairs and ate like a handful of like turkey meat it was (laughs) that was the best tasting turkey meat you ever ate it literally was my mouth was salivating but um I would say that that was probably like so for me like looking back and taking into account everything that you just said I would definitely be like okay if I'm gonna try a nutrition approach this is how I'm gonna do it you know after that I never really messed with restriction diets again because Mm -hmm. I I honestly was scared after that but I always felt like a balanced diet was just better for me. And uh, when I say diet, just like really nutrition approach. But I love everything you said, especially the piece about really enjoying what you like, what you paying attention to what you enjoy doing. Because if you don't enjoy doing something, you're not going to do it for a long mm-hmm. time. You're not going to do it long term. You're going to fall out of sync with it. And then you're going to fall back to old patterns and routines. You're going to get into a just a a cycle and a mental loop of self-destruction that nothing's ever going to work for you. I mean, this is like, you know, Mm -hmm. the extreme obviously, but you definitely want to be mindful of what you enjoy doing because that's going to be super helpful in sticking with something long-term. A hundred percent. And I think, you know, even though I, you really need to continue to be checking in with yourself, like we're saying all that good stuff, it's not a bad idea to try to connect with people. You know, if you know people who have been pretty active throughout their life, if you know a trainer, a coach, like you can get some insight from different types of people. You know, it never hurts to, to just get more information on the things that are out there. You know, and, and if you start something, if you start a routine, like it doesn't have to be the thing that you do for the rest of your life. Like, yeah, there, there are some baseline things that are great for you to be doing for most, most of your life, I would say, um, the basics. But, you know, getting some opinions from different people, kind of asking around can be a helpful way, too, to get more ideas on things that you can do. Yeah, definitely. That's a, that's always solid. I remember the when I first got into, like, my fitness flow, if you will, mm-hmm. versus, like, a fitness funk, um, I actually was working at, a, at an office, like, a nine-to-five, and there was a girl there who did a physique show, and she just, like, she totally showed me the ropes, and I'm so grateful for her because – that's exactly what I did. I just asked her and she was really helpful. So asking people and kind of searching for that guidance is also really important and doing it though. I think I would say with a grain of salt with, with, okay, how can I apply what this person is saying to myself, my goals and my lifestyle? Because sometimes let's say you contact someone and they're like, this one approach worked for me, but you're looking at your past and what's mm-hmm. worked for you and what hasn't, and it falls into the what hasn't worked for you bucket, then don't do it, obviously, you know? Absolutely. It's it's nice to be able to take bits and pieces from different people and take different ideas and, and learn how to kind of integrate them into who you are. Definitely. I think that's like super, super solid for yes. sure. Yeah. So how about number three? So I would say, I would say for number three, a big thing that you want to start doing is is exactly that. Start making changes, start making small changes. So 
I think what happens with a lot of people, this is just from what I've seen by working with people for the last four and a half years, is people want to go from zero to 100 real quick. And what ends up happening is you make that big change zero to 100. And the second you teeter on falling off or you do fall off, you're on the completely other side and end of the spectrum on the other side of the pendulum. And it's harder to come back from that place than from creating a smaller step. And if you, you know, just forget or you don't make it happen, it's less of a drop off. So Mm. what I mean by that is, you know, your why, you know, what's worked for you and what hasn't, and you know, you know what your goal is. So you make a small change towards that goal. And maybe you make a small nutrition change, you make a small hydration change, and you make a small workout change. You start with two days a week. Something you know that you're going to do because once you keep hitting that goal consistently for a week, two weeks, well, it would need to be more than a week, maybe say like two weeks to a month, you're going to build up the confidence that you need to take bigger steps forward from there. That's your building block. If you say to yourself, I'm going to work out six days a week, and Monday rolls around and life gets busy and you can't work out. Tuesday rolls around, life gets busy, you can't work out or something happens. Mm. You're already shot for the week and you're just like, well, this is never going to happen for me. Or you're like, well, not this week, maybe next week I'll start. So if you create the two small changes, like I'm going to get an hour workout in two days a week and you make that happen, the next week you're like, all right, I did that last week. I can do it again this week. And you start to build confidence internally towards your goals and working towards yourself versus working against yourself. I totally agree. I think built the idea of creating and building on momentum is so key for starting like any type of routine. Like, just like you were saying at the start here, I used to be the type of person and I still am like, I catch myself doing it. And that's in some ways a matter of my personality, but I would be really like all in or all out. So like all or nothing, I would be super restricted with my nutrition Right. So I'd be like, okay, no junk food. Like I can't eat after this time. And like, of course, what happens when you tell yourself you can't, that's when you want to the most. Right. So I would be like, you know, I'd be that person on the health kick and like, you feel really good for those like four days or you get through like a week and then you hit that moment, just like you're saying, or that moment where you're, you're not accomplishing that habit because you set the bar too high. And then you just feel super discouraged and you're like, totally fuck it. Like I'm over this. I'm not meant to succeed with this. And you swing the pendulum back in the opposite direction. I think being able to create those small and like, that was really hard for me though. You know, for somebody who like kind of is used to going into something and just committing, it can be hard to be like, okay, I'm going to ease into this by creating this one habit, these two habits, these three habits that are completely doable. And intellectually, I know they are, but because I don't feel like I have enough, like, you know, juice to start, it's, it's hard for me. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I encourage anybody who feels that way of like, if if you're someone who kind of bounces from one like challenge to the next one program to the next one, like all in thing to the next really. And this takes a little bit of unpacking with your mindset too. You know, that's what it was for me. It was practice. It was like learning that I had to start implementing a few habits and seeing how that worked, noticing what worked, what didn't work and just creating that momentum and building over time. That train is really loud. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually hoping you didn't notice it um that's the train to results that's the result train (laughs) 
um no you're you're absolutely right though I think like you say something all the time you're like it's not sexy like it's not the sexy approach because Mm -hmm. it's not like nobody wants to be like I'm gonna wait longer to hit my goals but if you if that if you fall into that bucket of what doesn't work for me because you know like consistently going all in and that's gonna be most people the majority Mm -hmm. of people will have that same that same connection then that just doesn't work. Like try a different approach, right? There's that quote that's like insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So if you're the type of person who's all in all the time and then you bounce back because like literally you're bouncing, getting pushed back because you're all in and you didn't make that all in happen and there's no gray area in your mind, Mm -hmm. it's just not going to, that's something that you have to address as you said, unpacking and look at it and be like, okay, this is obviously in the does not work for me bucket and I don't mm-hmm. enjoy doing it because nobody enjoys feeling really good about themselves and then beating themselves up because they can't hit a goal. So there, it's twofold there. You definitely want to be aware of that. Yeah, I think getting more comfortable existing in the gray area is a really cool thing for most of us to do. And I think that that overflows into other areas of our life as well. If you find yourself being someone who who gets really into that on-track, off-track mindset instead of being able to just live with a little bit more flow. And I think a good way too to get more comfortable out of that black and white mindset is to be able to create like positive associations and habits and rituals around um, the goal you have. So like the routine itself is going to be routine, right? Say that you're starting the fitness routine, you're training a couple, a few times per week. If, if, if it's getting hard for you to look forward to that, right? Like ideally it's, it, you're, you're starting something that feels pretty good, right? Like we said before, still challenging, but feels pretty good and something that you can manage. If you can create a couple rituals around, say, like your training, right? Maybe you have a pre-workout meal that you really enjoy, or you have like a really dope playlist that you play, you know, every time you work out or something like that, right? It can be very, very basic, just like that. It can even be using like your favorite water bottle or wearing your favorite outfit, right? You're creating these associations that the this routine, your actual doing of the routine, those workouts feels like something you're looking forward to because you're almost like hyping yourself up with some positive association, if that makes sense. It makes so much sense. I actually worked with a coach through Tony Robbins before a results coach for like a short period of time. And we identified the things that I really struggled with. And Mm -hmm. she was like, okay, so every time you do something that is hard for you, it's a challenge. You have to hype yourself up after. And, and I love like the actual action taking ritual, like, Maybe you grab a cup of coffee after your workout or Mm -hmm. you make a cup of coffee and whatever, however you integrate that in, it was very similar. You're creating a positive reinforcement. So she would have me do something to celebrate the challenge that I just did to make myself better and push myself forward. And that was Mm -hmm. huge because it was like, I did something hard. I'm giving myself, you know, we're easy to give ourselves criticism when we do something that we don't think we should be doing, but how often do we build ourselves up and be our own hype person when we're doing something that is hard for us? Yes. That's less common than doing the opposite, the reverse. So I love that. I think that's a really solid, um, definitely a solid thing to incorporate into that small daily action or small weekly action or whatever it is for you. A hundred percent. I love that you just said that people don't be afraid to hype yourself up. Yeah. We got to be our own hype people. A hundred percent. Because if you're not, who's going to hype you up? The hype doesn't create itself, people. Yeah, you got to create that <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right, so moving along, step number four, what would you say after you have created, well, you've 
addressed your goals and your why, you have created a list or some sort of internal reflection of what's worked for you, what hasn't, what you thoroughly or actually enjoy doing, and you've already started to create some small daily actions, what's next? Okay, so you, you're already kind of like on the precipice here. You've built up a, a little bit of momentum. Now it's time to be super real with yourself and create and commit to a real schedule. Now, this is coming back to the idea of not being sexy. This is where the non-sexy stuff comes in. But I encourage you to think about the other things in your life that you have on a schedule, right? Your kids' stuff, your work stuff. I'm sure we all have some sort of agenda, right? We have a daily agenda. We have a weekly schedule. We have monthly. Even if you're somebody who doesn't necessarily keep a physical planner, you have some way that you are keeping track of things that need to be done. Do the exact same thing with your fitness routine, okay? I would suggest thinking a full month ahead um, because if you can think about, okay, I'm going to do this for at least 30 days, that at least is going to be you really giving it a try, right? It's very easy, like we said before, to start in balls to the wall. You're on fire. You go a week, you go two weeks, you're on a roll, and then you hit a wall, and that's it. You're super discouraged. A great way to avoid that is to be able to see your workouts all the way to the end of the month. All right. You can see it. It's on the schedule. Whatever you use, use a system that works for you. If you're somebody who's going to buy a planner and not look at it ever, don't use that. Right. Put it on your GCAL, put it on your computer, put it in your phone, make a reminder, whatever. Um, get them on the calendar. And that's going to help you not only have the foresight to anticipate your workouts, you can anticipate the barriers to your success, meaning the things that would keep you from getting a workout done. Yes, things come up, right? Your kid might be sick. You can't do the workout. It, it happens, right? But generally speaking, if they are on your schedule, you are like much more likely to get them done. And you're also limiting the number of decisions you have to make around actually training, right? Like you don't have to say, oh, I'm going to work out three times a week, but um, today's Monday. I have seven days until Sunday. I'm just going to like push it off till tomorrow. And then tomorrow you say, I'm just going to push it off till Wednesday. And then before you know it, you're training three days at the end of the week or you don't even do it, right? Like get it on there, know the days, know the times, know what you're doing. Your future self will thank you. Yeah. If it's not scheduled, it doesn't get done. And I would definitely encourage, encourage people, listeners to also do the same thing when it comes to nutrition. Like mm -hmm. obviously there's going to be stuff that comes up like, oh, your girlfriends want to go get a bite to eat, grab a drink, or, you know, you and your husband go on date night, your partner or whatever. And it's easy to get caught up in that. But if you have, if you can look at your schedule a month ahead and be like, okay, I know I have maybe this vacation coming up or every third Thursday of the month, me and my girlfriends go grab dinner or whatever. And you account for stuff like that. Um, it just makes it easier to, to plan. And it doesn't have to be, you have to, again, know yourself, know your lifestyle. For, for me, for me and my boyfriend, Joe, what we like to do actually is we'll get food whole, wholesale and we, we kind of split it up and freeze it mm. literally down to like the vegetables. So we'll do that for like a month out. We'll freeze the veggies and meal prep is the easiest thing ever. I take out frozen vegetables. I take out frozen meat. I cook it in the beginning of the week and we're done, but it's just easy to look at my schedule and be like, okay, this is the week that we're going to buy wholesale, give or take. Maybe it's the next week if we have stuff to hold us over and this is when we're going to cook it and we are going away for these four days. So we have this like odd little leftover here and it's perfect because it, just like you said, it takes away the mental energy to make decisions and there's no thinking involved. It's just automatic at that point. 
Yeah, you guys are really good about meal prepping. Like, that routine is impressive. It was definitely something – it's super helpful for us because it does just take out – you know, we're both really busy running our businesses. And, like, yeah, it's probably better to eat super fresh or, yeah, you know uh, – it's nice to have a home cooked meal, but we also, I mean, not that they're not home cooked, but, um, mm-hmm. or something different variety is what I mean. So we'll do that on the weekends, but it just makes it super, super simple. We like to just have it there, grab and go. We don't have to think about it. It's one less thing that we have to really think about. Absolutely. I love it. All right. So last and final step here would be definitely you're you're starting a fitness routine you now have your goal your why you have what's worked for you what has not what you enjoy doing you are taking small steps which build momentum into bigger steps where you're planning ahead of time you're scheduling you're committing to this lifestyle now that you see it can work for you long term because you like what you're doing and it's working and now I would say the fifth and final step would be to take all of that all of that and look at it and say, just observe, right? Like check in, observe. And like you said before, be real with yourself. You need to be patient and understand that if this is really something that is more of a marathon push for you, it's not a quick fix or a sprint, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to make sure that you're being patient and realizing that results might not happen immediately. You should be seeing some results and different ways, energy changing, maybe clothes fitting better, um, relationships changing. We hate using the scale, but the scale might be changing, how you look in pictures, all of that stuff. You also just want to make sure that when you're starting a routine, the most important thing is to have more on days than off days. So that's not being 100% on, but we have seven days in the week. That means four days you were consistent. And you're building off that. Mm, and I like that. Five days, then it's six days, and it kind of hovers anywhere between four to six days. It has to. If you look at your week in total, there's seven days. You're not going to be a hundred percent on all the time. So you're looking at those days. You're looking at okay, maybe um, you know I didn't do exactly everything I wanted to on this day, but there's consistency. There's patience. And there's an understanding of what you're doing. You're almost like auditing. I really do like doing this. This is something I'm going to continue. This I don't like doing. You know, I thought I liked running, Mm -hmm. but running's not working for me like it used to. Let me switch it up. What else can I do? Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. And I think finding the balance here between – I hate the word balance. But finding like this this point between – have you been doing it long enough to really know, you know, don't do it for two weeks and be like, okay, I didn't lose 10 pounds or I didn't reach X goal. So I'm done with it. Take the 30 days, maybe even take the, you know, 60 days, you know, two months. Ideally, yes, you're probably not going to um, reach your goal, like your big end goal in a short amount of time, depending on what that is, of course. Um, But like you just said, those benchmarks, those other markers of your success are really important. You want to check in with your energy, with your stress levels, your anxiety levels, your recovery, you know, are you, are you exactly sleep? Are you, if you're like literally sore and you can't walk or get up off the toilet every single day, you, that this routine is probably not working, right? You might want to pull back, be real with yourself. You know, it's very easy to want to convince yourself that you're doing the right thing because you're doing something 
And that's where we run into problems. Like you, you can only do that for so long before your body's going to be like, listen, girl, like that is not working for me. And this goes for nutrition too, right? It's like when we start working in a calorie deficit, say you're eating fewer calories or you're, you're on some sort of something with your nutrition. Um, If you're noticing that you're feeling sluggish, if you're noticing that you are not sleeping well, if you're noticing that you are going through your day in a total fog, like assess that, that that's your body speaking to you. You want to listen to her when she's telling you things, because that is a really, really, I think biofeedback is the number one way for you to be able to check in and see if things are working. Yeah, that's so true. And I think, I think that at this point, like we can be so disconnected in so many ways in our life that it's easy to look outside of us for answers like going to the doctor when you feel something's off in your body, not saying that that's not a good idea if you need medical attention, but saying paying attention to your body and understanding what those symptoms are, because sometimes I mean, the doctor doesn't know what you're feeling besides what you're saying you're feeling or, you know, getting um, guidance from somebody. If you're inspired by them, it goes back to that principle too. Like your biofeedback is going to tell you a lot more than somebody else's about what you're feeling, how it's working for you and what you should do. Absolutely. And, and trust yourself, you know, like you, we all have intuition and this might be a little bit woo, but you know yourself better than anybody else. And that, you know, even if you feel like you're a little bit disconnected from your body, you're still you, you understand, right? Be honest about the fact that if you are on a program, if you're working with someone and it's just not driving, you don't feel like it's right. Listen to that feeling. You know, there are so many other things you can try. There are so many things out there. Fitness does not have to look like any one thing. Mm. Be honest enough with yourself to be like, listen, I can't do this, right? Like maybe you had a goal to run a half marathon and you're like, my everything hurts all the time. Yeah, that's probably not the best idea for you. Like pull it back, assess, evaluate, and, and just be honest with yourself. Yeah, that's, that's so true. You know, you said something, there's two things I wanted to touch on. And one thing that you said in the past a long time ago is giving, and this is when we did, I think we did like a seminar workshop on five, what was it? Like five diet. Yeah. Mistakes. I think. Yeah. Five mistakes, five diet mistakes that you're making or something. And something you said that's always stuck with me is you're giving the thing too much credit, whether it's a workout program or a diet that you've done in the past, like a crash diet or Mm you know, um, if it's a workout style or type, um, I ran into this, I did CrossFit for a while and I absolutely had amazing results. I loved the community and there got to a point where I couldn't, I just couldn't do it anymore between my schedule and my body. Mm -hmm. And for a while I actually was in like a total pendulum swing unconsciously. I was on the other side. I was in such a funk because I was like, CrossFit's the only thing that works for me. But the reality is there's tons of things out there that work for me. CrossFit was a great experience and part of my journey. So I had to remind myself, like, I was giving way too much credit to the one thing, acknowledging it, appreciating it, respecting it, loving it, hyping it up. But, you know, it it just wasn't working for me anymore. And it was a big revelation for me. And also to remember that just because, like, your example with the half marathon is great because it's not working for you, it doesn't mean that you're a failure. It just means that your body needs something else to be successful at achieving your goals. Because that's the other thing that I find um, I'll see with people. If the thing that they expected does not work, it's an instant failure in their book. And that's not the Mm. truth. It's just 
something else. You have to try something else because like you said, there's tons of things that you can be doing that are effective. You just have to find the right one. Absolutely. Don't box yourself in. And I know we said to look at what has worked for you in the past and absolutely use that as information, as um, a basis, as just a general knowledge for you to have about yourself as you move into your next decision. But just like you're saying with this CrossFit example, it's like, I heard this thing once, I forget who said it, but um, it, it was like, be committed to the result without being like emotionally attached to the process. Mm. Um, and I might be saying that backwards because I think it's actually true for both of those. Um, but, but like, don't be so rigid about the process that you're going to use to get to the goal that you get frustrated, that you like run yourself into the ground, that you allow yourself to just like completely plateau and feel discouraged. Like things can change. Yes. You want to commit, you want to assess, give things the old college try of like, really, I have done this. It works or it doesn't work, but be flexible enough to understand that like things change, like your life changes, right? Maybe you move, maybe you get a new job and that completely throws everything else into flux and you have to adjust your fitness routine. You can do that. It's just a matter of allowing yourself that flexibility and pulling back on the rigidity a little bit. Totally. And that's it. That's why like all of these steps are really good and they're super that like they're interchangeable in a lot of ways. Like you can execute them in a different way, but in a different order, but mostly you, you probably that that's how we would say to do it in mm. that order. But you can think about it that way too, right? You, you know, your goal, it's obviously going to be the number one because you need to have a reason why you're starting something. But from there you can, you know, try something, see if you like it, reflect, start small. Like there's definitely, ways that you can kind of mesh them all together Mm -hmm. yeah and and always go into understanding that like it's going to challenge you a little bit but like it's the idea here is that you are going to be feeling so much better right your whole life is going to be improved once you have a consistent fitness routine or nutrition routine or wellness routine right like this the idea here is that this builds you up this makes your life better not worse so if you feel like your life is getting worse doing it you're more stressed you feel crazy don't do it, right? Like switch things up. This should be serving you rather than stressing you. Yeah, find find what's going to work for you. Totally. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right, guys. So thank you for tuning in today. If you have anything that you want to hear us talk about and get our opinion on, we are here for you. Drop us a 